you know, people can remove themselves from trading time for dollars. That concept was life-changing for me. Um, and, you know, that certainly feeds into all the frameworks that I've developed for my own business, um, looking for ways to use your time for its highest and best use. I mean, that's the only, you know, finite asset that we have. Business of Architecture, episode 176. Hello, I'm Enoch Sears, and this is the podcast for architects, where you'll discover tips, strategies, and secrets for running a profitable and impactful architecture practice. I'd like to invite you to discover how to double your architecture firm income and create your dream practice of freedom and impact by downloading my free four-part architecture firm profit map. As a podcast listener, you can get instant access by going to freearchitectgift.com. Today is the second part of my interview with architect Eric Reinhold. Three years ago, Eric set on a path to build a firm not only built on service income, but also product and passive income. He was wondering, how can I decouple my income from the number of hours that I have available to work in a day? Well, he's made amazing progress towards that goal. And today you'll discover that and also Eric's simple formula for getting clients off his YouTube channel and much more. So with that, let's get into today's show. Eric Reinhold, welcome back to Business of Architecture. Thanks, Enoch. Glad to be here. Now, in our last episode, you know, probably had a lot of architects were inspired. Their minds were spinning, opened up a whole new world to them. Hopefully, they've reached out. They've gotten both of your books and read those. Fantastic information. So thank you for putting that stuff out there. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for sharing it with everybody. Now, for people who are just jumping into this episode, Eric, could you give us a quick refresher on who you are in terms of your firm, your office, how long you've been doing this? Just a short background. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm an architect who practices in a sort of remote part of the U.S. in, in Maine. I live on an island um, and it's where Acadia National Park is. So there's, a, there's actually a sort of wealthy uh, vacationing public and the Rockefeller family is sort of donated a lot of the land f- um, for Acadia National Park. So I practice here on the island. My firm is 30 by 40 Design Workshop. I started it in 2013 um, after working for for a pretty well-known firm in the local area doing high-end residential work. Uh, It was an award-winning firm that I went to work for. Uh, The recession sort of took its toll there, and I took an opportunity uh, as they were sort of doing pay cuts to lay the foundations for my business. So I opened that in July of 2013, so I'm into my third year here. And I do, uh, you know, high-end residential work, custom residential work, um, but I also have a product side to my business. So um, from 30by40.com, my my website, I host a whole number of products and, and services uh, for, for people to take advantage of. And that's been an important part of uh, my business surviving here in a pretty remote part of the world. <laughs> well, and I know both you and I are both inspired by Pat Flynn, right? Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. So Pat Flynn is an early guest on my podcast. He was also an intern. He was let go during the recession and he actually completely left the field of architecture and moved into the online, uh, online income space. Now he runs smartpassiveincome.com, making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month with himself and just a few couple of, uh, virtual team members. 
Absolutely. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, I used to listen to smart passive income on my commute. I had an hour commute to the previous employer that I had and I listened to Pat, um, you know, along with your podcast, obviously, and Mark's podcast, uh, entree architect and a number of other business podcasts, but really Pat Flynn was an inspirational figure. And I talk about that in, uh, in my book, the volume two of my architect and entrepreneur book. Um, and he makes a lot of his revenue actually off of affiliate sales. Um, particularly Bluehost, I think he's, you know, 60 or $70,000 a month with that affiliate relationship alone. So certainly an inspirational figure for me in the business model that I've set up. And I haven't seen, I mean, you're the only architect I know that is, uh, there's a lot that appeals to a lot of us, right? But you're one of the, you're actually the only architect I know who has, there may be others out there who's actually pursued with seriousness and with intent, the ideas um, behind what Pat Flynn is doing and in terms of establishing some passive income in the business. So that's, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, Enoch. It's, it's, I found some real, um, real legs in some of the strategies that, that he was employing and, you know, because not a lot of architects are doing it, I think there's lots of, lots of room here for architects to jump into this space. And, and there's actually some pretty easy ways to, to dip their toes into it without a lot of, uh, with a lot of, without a lot of effort. It is well, not totally passive, I will say. <laughs> passive income is is somewhat of a misnomer, and I, uh, you know, it takes a lot of work for that works. passive income. <laughs> it does, yes, it does. But you know, once you establish the products that make it possible, it's great getting those checks um, in the mail or those deposits, the direct deposits, right into the business account. It's really it's fun to see that happen. Yeah, and you know, it's it's upfront investment, right? It's you work hard. And you, as Pat says, I work hard now to try to reap the benefits later. Absolutely. Yeah. And there are other architects doing this. I have to say there's, there's a number of case studies in the book that I point out, um, you know, f- and friends of mine that are experimenting with different aspects of this and actually some real success stories. Mm, that's good to hear. Now, you talk about, you know, just, we, just a little while ago, you were talking about some successes and, you know, getting started, tip, uh, dipping their toes in the water, you know, with some of these principles. Talk to me more about that. What are some of those successes? Yeah. Uh, the success, well, I would say the successes for my business and, and something that I think, you know, architects sort of have a responsibility to, to get into um, are, you know, like YouTube. YouTube's been a really huge thing for my business and, and maybe surprising for people. Um, you know, I think a lot of people think about, you know, architects worry about, well, how am I going to market the firm, especially new business owners? Like that's a, that's a huge hurdle. Um, and so content marketing comes up and you're obviously familiar with content marketing, Enoch, but for the people who aren't, content marketing is sort of writing, uh, creating content for people um, to solve problems. Um, you know, you're basically answering people's questions. So creating content around the questions that people have. And, you know, for a long time, um, people like Pat Flynn advocated this, you know, blog posts, um, you know, online, um, content marketing was happening in the form of blog posts and blog posts take a while to, to write and craft. And, you know, I did this when I first opened the business, I was, um, writing for house.com and I would write effectively, I would be doing content marketing for them and myself were writing big blog posts. But 
Um, blog posts are, there are so many blog posts out there. There's so much information that Google is cataloging that it's really hard to get ranked for the topics in those blog posts now because there's just so much information out there. So what happens is for a small business, let's say you're an architect, you know, just starting your firm, um, you know, you can blog for years and still not rank for the keywords that you may want to rank for, you know, um, say a small passive homes, something like that. We're getting, um, and there's so a little what, bit of buzzwords. Here, I'm afraid some people might not know. Explain to us what are keywords and what's ranking for anyone who doesn't oh, know. Oh, sorry. Sure. Yeah. Keywords, um, you know, when you type something into Google and you are trying to find something. So I'm an architect doing, you know, simple, modern residential architecture in Maine. Um, and I want to rank for those keywords or I want to rank for my business name keyword. Um, I basically want to show up at the top of search results. And so Google, um, you know, takes all of the words that people search for and they have a stratification. They say, okay, someone who types in 30 by 40 design workshop into Google, um, you know, we want to serve them the best possible result. We want to get them the result they're looking for. And so um, when you are trying to rank for certain keywords, you want to show up at the top of the search list because, you know, if, if you're using Google yourself and you're searching for a certain topic or answers on a certain topic, you're not going to go to page two or three or four. You, you're going to go to page one. You're going to click the top result because Google has delivered good information to you that way before. And so um, as a business owner, you know, trying to rank for these keywords is important. Um, and if you're selling plan sets, a certain kind of plan set, or you're selling certain kind of architecture service, um, you want to be as close to page one as you possibly can be. Um, and so to do that, you using blog posts um, to show up on page one of Google using blog posts is really difficult. And I was finding it was more and more difficult. Like I wasn't showing up for some of the things that I wanted to. And so I hopped over to YouTube and started experimenting with YouTube. Um, and that is a way to show up on page one of Google. If no one else is making videos on your keyword, you're going to show up on page one of Google and you're actually going to be right at the top of the search results. Um, so Google owns YouTube uh, and obviously they're promoting video in search results. And so I found YouTube to be a real uh, good strategy for my business. And it's a, definitely an underutilized strategy for a lot of architects. There's very few architects that are, that are using it. Um, and you can record a, a YouTube video using the camera that's just on your laptop. I mean, you can record it using your phone. That's how my early videos were recorded. I just recorded on, on my iPhone, uh, pointed at me and I started doing um, product reviews for different things that I was researching for the business. So that's been a really great strategy. And, you know, in volume two of the book, I talk about a framework for actually taking YouTube and making it pay dividends for your business. Um, and so, you know, we could get into that if, if yeah, you'd give like. Give us a little overview of how that works. So, you know, as I said, now I'm trying to rank for these certain keywords that uh, I want my business to show up when people are searching in certain terms. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking strategically about what videos I want to be making, what, what I want to, to show up. Um, so I think there's, a, you know, the overview is that you want to have a certain strategy that you're plugging into. Like every good architect has a plan, you know, they have a program set up the program first. Um, and then from that, you're going to start making, you know, you start making your videos and the videos will appear in search results. And so there's a couple of things that you can, you can do right off the bat. When you upload a video to YouTube, you can choose to monetize it with ads and you're, 
you know, business of architecture has a YouTube channel. I don't know, actually, if I, I don't actually think you monetize it with ads necessarily. Um, but I do. Um, and so I have some ad revenue that's coming in from every view. Um, and then there are also affiliate links that I put into the, into the video. So you want to learn more about this product. So say I'm sketching a floor plan. I, some of my early videos, I was some um, sketching out some designs that I was working on. I, I positioned my iPhone over my drafting table and I was just sketching. And then I said, I had a little link in there that says, you want to learn more about the, the tools that I'm using to sketch this? You want to like the tracing paper or the pens or the markers that I'm using? I just had a little link to my webpage and then my webpage forwards it on to Amazon where I have an affiliate link. So if someone's interested in buying those things, that takes them right to the spot where they can pick up the exact pen that I'm using. And so that's a secondary way to monetize the video. I have some affiliate income that comes in from there. But really, Really, the important one for architects is if you're making a video on a certain topic, you want to bring that person from the spoke of the, you know, that you don't own. YouTube is a, is a platform that I don't own. I want to direct people who are viewing things on YouTube to my website. And so I'm treating them, my own website, my business website as the hub, and I'm treating YouTube as, you know, a spoke on the wheel. So I'm directing people from YouTube to my website. And once I get, and, and I'm doing that with links that are embedded in the, in the video, I want to learn more, we want to buy this plan set, whatever it might be. Um, once they get on my website, then they're converted onto my email list. And, um, you know, an email list is just a way that I can use to talk to potential clients. Uh, what, you know, tell me what your, what project are you can contemplating? What are you working on? You know, what's, tell me about yourself. Um, and I use that as a way to triage people who may be a good fit for the business. Um, and so that feeds back into this brand revenue strategy that we talked, talked about before. So I, once I start talking to the clients, if, if they're a target client of mine, they they want to design a custom home here on, on the Island. Perfect. Let's talk, you know? And so we establish the relationship there. If they're not the, a target client of mine, they're looking for, you know, something that's a little different than what I can offer my custom service, then I direct them to other products. And those other products can be other sort of digital products like plan sets or books or, you know, whole, whole range of other things. So that's how you take a sort of platform that you don't own, take a viewer from a platform that you don't own and add them to a platform that you do own and control and then, you know, build a relationship with them. So that's been really successful for, for me. Um, you know, I have two clients right now that found me on YouTube and, and I think people are surprised by that sometimes, but it's, it really works very well. What was your early workflow when you first started doing YouTube videos? What was the video workflow like? You, you gave us a little picture of it, but just from, you know, from start to finish, how did that go? Sure. Um, so I would set up everything um, that I needed. So let's say I'm sketching this sort of, I think one of my early videos was this um, sort of barn studio that I did for somebody. Um, and so I just took the plan and I started talking about sort of, you know, how everything was laid out. So I had all the materials out on my desk. I had a guitar stand. So, you know, we have a family full of musicians and I have these sort of guitar stands. I took the guitar stand and propped it against the wall and I put my phone on top of the guitar stand so it could look down on my, on top of my desk. You know, I didn't have any, it was no fancy equipment involved. Put my iPhone on it. I had a little microphone in the, in the iPhone so that it, you know, the sound quality would be as, as good as, as it could be yep. uh, for that. And I had the whole thing scripted out. So I had a script off camera and I would, you know, look at the script and, 
reference, okay, you know, this is the outline that I'm going to follow. I'd push record on the phone. I'd start sketching. I'd follow the script and then I'd press stop on it. I'd bring it into iMovie. I'd process it. I just put a little bumper on the beginning of it, like a little fade in text and a little fade out logo at the end. And I hit share on YouTube and that was it. And, you know, looking back at those early videos, it's, <laughs> they're pretty terrible actually, but it, it definitely fits into the, this sort of lean startup methodology that I follow, which is, you know, try something, see if it works. And, you know, if there's some success there, then double down on it and, you know, pivot, make it a little bit better. And so over time, what I found was, you know, I was, I was earning some advertising revenue and people were contact. I mean, they were asking me questions and they were giving me more ideas. Like, so now all of a sudden I'm talking to a market that's saying, yeah, I'm really interested in this thing that you're doing. So tell me more about X or tell me more about Y, like how could I do this or how could I do that? And so not only was I developing new topics for the YouTube channel, but I was also figuring out like what the market really wants. So there's a market of people out there who are interested in a certain group of things. And so now I can make more things like that, that fits that market need. And then eventually I can go ahead and make some products that address some of those needs. Like, you know, um, and so I, I really used it as a way to start talking to a specific market. Um, but you know, the technology involved, uh, pretty much everyone has a cell phone nowadays. Um, and you know, if you own a Mac, you probably have access to iMovie. I'm sure there are other PC related sort of movie, um, things. And even like, you know, I know, um, the Revit kid, Jeff Pinheiro, um, he has developed a sort of set of training videos, um, that he marketed pretty successfully. And I talk about this in the book, um, BIM after dark, he, um, basically recorded screencasts of like, here's how you do this in Revit. You know, he's teaching people how to use Revit. And I mean, he's just, he's done amazingly well for himself. He took that, you know, just sort of tutorial, that training, and he turned it into a huge passive income stream, but he just recorded these training videos and he's helping people. He's meeting a need in the marketplace and he's monetizing it. Um, and that's, you know, that's essentially anyone can do that on their screen. You can do a, a screen flow and pretty, pretty simply. Fantastic. What is your workflow now for video? Yeah, so video, I've definitely tried to up my game because, um, you know, there's some audio quality issues and, you know, the, the I wanted to stop using, but my phone was getting filled with these videos. And so it was just, you know, as you grow and you, you learn, obviously you have to upgrade the equipment. And I think, you know, a lot of people look at it and go, oh, geez, I have to buy like a $2,000 DSLR to start recording videos. But, you know, I'm proof that you definitely don't want to start there. Like you should just use what you have on hand, whether it's, you know, the, the, the uh, camera that's in your laptop, or if it's the phone that's in your pocket, you should just use that. But um, so over time, I've wanted, I've been more interested in filmmaking and more interested in producing higher quality videos. And, you know, YouTube architecture is an experiential um, thing. It's not something that's, you know, sure, we, we always represent it with photos, but I mean, videos offer such a, a different dimension, the experience of space. And so I really wanted to take not only what I was doing with YouTube um, and, and the sort of monetizing of products um, and make it better, but I also want to explore like filmmaking and how I could represent, you know, the architecture that I'm making better. And so, um, you know, if you own a business, you can expense all this stuff. And so I had some, 
some extra income from the product sales. And so I decided to up my game and buy a DSLR. And, um, you know, I've recorded a couple of YouTube videos on all the equipment that I bought. I really dive into all of the products and my workflow there. And so if people are interested in that, that you can, you can find that on my channel, my YouTube channel, you can see exactly all the equipment that, that I use. But basically I record, um, using a DSLR. I got some nice lenses for not a lot of money. Um, and so, you know, the video quality is much better. I got a nice microphone, so I'm able to have better audio quality. And um, I, I upgraded to Final Cut Pro 10, um, which is just a better work. It's, it's a little higher quality workflow. Um, and so I can start color grading. And as I step into making, you know, films for the business, the architecture that I'm making, um, that will help make that quality uh, you know, sort of equal to the quality of the architecture. And so that's, I think it's important to upgrade when you have the funds, definitely upgrade. And so that's, that's kind of what I've done. Great. Earlier you mentioned, I want to ask you, Eric, you mentioned uh, the, well, you didn't mention the book, but you talked about the lean startup methodology. Great book, lean startup by Eric Reese. Um, a lot of the concepts you're talking about now, I know you've read rework, you know, in terms of monetizing mm -hmm. the, the, the products in your business, you know, what are, what are some sure. other books like that, that you just found to be instrumental and enlightening along your journey that you can recommend? Sure. I mean, I would say the fundamental book, um, the thing that changed, you know, my life was reading the four hour work week. And, and I know, um, you know, it's a lot of people sort of pan that, um, it was written, written a while ago, um, more than 10 years ago, probably. Um, and so some of the concepts there are outdated a little bit, but the idea that, um, you know, people can remove themselves from trading time for dollars. That concept was life-changing for me. Um, and, you know, that certainly feeds into all the frameworks that I've developed for my own business, um, looking for ways to use your time for its highest and best use. I mean, that's the only, you know, finite asset that we have. We, you know, we don't, we have a fixed amount of it and we actually don't know how much of it we have. And so to use it, to use time wisely, is really, um, it's, it's been a life-changing way of looking at, um, you know, not just my business, but also my life. And so that would be the book above all others that I would recommend to people. Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. He's got an excellent podcast. Um, you know, obviously listeners of this podcast would, um, would appreciate that. It's got a whole range of um, excellent guests. Um, but also, you know, just even branching out from, um, reading books, like, you know, this masterclass that I'm taking, um, there's, you know, masterclass.com. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but like masters of any genre sort of give these, um, you know, film, uh, acting, um, musicians, they give these sort of masterclasses and like how I got here. Um, those are really excellent things to watch and really just remove yourself from, the world of architecture. Um, you know, and I wrote a couple of business books on architecture, so I'm so totally an advocate for reading, uh, books about the business of architecture, but anything we can do to sort of cross pollinate and get outside of our heads a little bit, I think is a good thing. So, you know, this masterclass that I'm taking from Werner Herzog on filmmaking has been, it's been great. I mean, it's really changed how I look at my own practice and like, you know, moving through space and thinking about things. So yeah, those would be a couple of recommendations. That's fantastic, Eric. You know, you really, you really represent this, uh, this renaissance spirit 
that I try to cultivate, that I'm a big fan of, that we're all about here on Business of Architecture. So it's absolutely fabulous to have you on here because I think you are one of these people who represents what my mission is and where I'm going and the things that are possible for architects. So, dude, fantastic. You know, thanks for coming on the show today. And of course, everyone, you better go get Eric's book. If you listen to these two podcasts and you don't have both of his books, um, I just don't know what's wrong with you. You know, maybe maybe you want to get the audiobook. I know you have an audiobook offer there for our listeners. Why don't you tell us about that, Eric? I do. Yeah. I just released volume one of Architect and Entrepreneur on um, Audible. And so I'm, I'd like to give away some copies to listeners. Um, I have five available. So if people can email me um, and let me know they're interested, I'll gift you a copy of the audio book. Um, so, you know, just as a way to, to share with people who clearly like listening to audio, um, you know, happy to share those with, with people who get in touch with me. So yeah, let me know. I'm, I'm so appreciative for what you do. Enoch and constantly sort of, you know, challenging um, what the practice of architecture can look like. And I think there are so many different ways to practice architecture. The internet um, has just opened up all these doors. And I think the possibilities are just endless. And I'm, re I'm really excited about it. And I, you know, I don't think that necessarily the way I've built my business is for everyone. But, you know, I think th this ethos of experimentation and relentlessly executing and pivoting, like people should just take that to heart and, you know, go out there and make something. Fantastic. Eric, thanks for joining us today. Eric Reinholdt is the owner, principal of 30 by 40. Uh, you, that's spelled out. You go to 30by40.com. Uh, the author of two books, and it has the plus sign in there. How do you actually say, could you tell me again how you say the name of the book? Is it and or is that plus? It's and, yes. No, I like the graphic of the plus. That's all. So do <laughs> I. It's and. Great. So, yeah, so Eric's two books are number one is Architect plus Entrepreneur Volume 1 which is, as he mentioned, about starting a firm and creating a strong brand identity, fabulous book. And then number two is Architect and Entrepreneur, Volume 2, a how-to guide for innovating practice. Thanks, Enoch. Thanks for having me. Good talking to you. Thanks. You too, Eric. And that is a wrap. Thank you for listening today. If you're looking for more time, freedom, impact, and income as an architect, get instant access to my free four-part architect profit map by visiting freearchitectgift.com. The sponsor for today's show is Arch Reach, the client relationship management tool built specifically for architects. If you want to systematize your marketing and business development, Arch Reach will help you do it. Visit archreach.com to learn more. expressed on the show by my guests do not represent those of the host and I make no representation, promise, guarantee, pledge, warranty, contract, bond, or commitment except to help you conquer the world.